Well, hello, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, and it is my pleasure today to bring you an encouraging word, a right now word. We want to hear from God. So let's go ahead and bow. Both gracious and heavenly Father God, we want you to speak to us today. Oh, we come before your presence with singing and thanksgiving, God, because you have been so good. But we also recognize, God, that we want a new word. We want a fresh word. We want a right now word. We have been building something along the way, Lord, and we want you to be pleased with what we do. So we thank you in advance for the word that you're going to bring today that will allow us and take us to that next level. We're going to bless you for it. We're going to honor you always. In Jesus' name, we do pray and give you thanks. Amen. Well, I'm excited about this word and you'll find out exactly why. Uh, today, we have been building something. And today, this is part 12, part 12 of this I'm Building Something series. And in that, I want us to jump right in. We finished in Nehemiah chapter number 10 last week. And I'm not going to read Nehemiah chapter number 11 for you today. I want to jump right to Nehemiah chapter number 12, and I'm only going to do a couple verses for you. But let me just say this, in Nehemiah chapter number 11, they cast lots to see who was going to live inside Jerusalem city and who would be able to stay out. And they did a census, if you would, making sure that they knew the details of who was going to be there. Now, let's say this, those that were living in the city, if you recall, everything was not completely repaired. So there was a little bit of um, timidity, if you would, that there would be those who would try to come in and take over because they remember they had the enemies also. And those that were out without would be able to then assist them because if everybody was on the inside of the city, they would be sitting ducks, if you would. Let me just say this is the very beginning. God knows where you are. He knows where he has placed you. He knows where he has assigned you because they were very specific. There was 982 of these and 482 from Benjamin's tribe and another hundred and they were detailed. When he says he knows the hairs that are on your head, they are numbered, he knows. But Nehemiah chapter number 12, let's read and I'm gonna start at verse 27. I'll go to 31, and then I'm going to jump down to verse 43 and go to 47. So at 27, this is at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem. They sent for the Levites wherever they lived and brought them to Jerusalem to celebrate the joyous dedication with thanksgiving and singing, accompanied by cymbals, harps, and lyres. The singers gathered from the region around Jerusalem, from the villages of the Nidothites from Beth Gilgal and from the fields of Geba and Asmaveth, for they had built villages for themselves around Jerusalem. After the priests and Levites had purified themselves, they purified the people, the gates and the wall. Then I brought the leaders of Judah up on top of the wall and I appointed two large processions that gave thanks. Drop down to verse 43. On that day, they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced because God had given them great joy. The women and children also celebrated and Jerusalem's rejoicing was heard far away. 
On that same day, men were placed in charge of the rooms that housed the supplies, contributions, first fruits, and tents. The legally required portions for the priests and the Levites were gathered from the village fields because Judah was grateful to the priests and the Levites who were serving. They performed the service of their God and the service of purification, along with the singers and the gatekeepers, as David and his son Solomon had prescribed. For long ago, in the days of David and Asaph, there were leaders of the singers and songs of praise and thanksgiving to God. So in the days of Zerubbabel and Nehemiah, all Israel contributed the daily portions for the singers and gatekeepers. They also set aside daily portions for the Levites and the Levites set aside daily portions for the descendants of Aaron. Thanksgiving, celebration. God has done, God will do, and we are thankful. I will say this, that I am not typically the one that celebrates. I'm working on that, so don't judge me. What I mean by that is I am that detailed-oriented person that once I get through with the project or come to completion, instead of celebrating, in many instances, I skip to the next project or thing to do. That's not a good thing. And we need to be present and we need to praise. We need to make sure that we celebrate the goodness of God on a regular basis. And so I wanted to share this with you. So in this 12th edition of I'm Building Something, today we're going to party. Today we're praising on purpose. Praising on purpose. See, if you followed me with the story and you can go back to the first part or the first uh, portion of this series, you'll find that, you know, Nehemiah is troubled because Jerusalem is lying in ruins. He's upset. He goes to the king or the king sees him, sees his countenance and says, what's going on? And he says, wait a minute, my people, it's not happening. The, the city is torn down. And he goes, well, you go. He says, but I need some supplies. Oh, I'll supply. I need some protection. I'll, I'll give you the protection. And he goes back and then he starts building. He has to survey and he has to figure out what's going on. He assesses it. He looks at it. And then they start building. He gets the people riled up to build. But then he's got some enemies on the outside that are saying, come down from the wall, come talk to us. They're a little upset that they are rebuilding, but he has the wisdom to know to be intentional about what he's doing and not come down. He goes through all of this. And then as they build everything up and they got it in somewhat of an order, it's not 100% prepared or repaired. He then has the people commit. We're going to commit to keep this up. We're going to commit to do certain things because God has done a great thing in rebuilding what was once torn down. And then he appoints in chapter 11, hey, we had a praise party for, before. We talked about it for a moment, but right now, we, after we commit, we wanna recognize that too. We need certain people to stay on the inside 
Some are going to be on the outside, but some are going to be in the inside. And we committed to these things and we're going to see it come to pass. Notice he reestablishes worship. He also reestablishes temple service. They just committed in chapter 10 to say, we are committed. We're not going to let the house of God fall into ruins again. We're not going to forsake the things that we have committed to God that we know is right. Sometimes when we party, there's not an intentionality about it. We just celebrate. Everybody likes a good party, right? But it takes a lot of work in order to get there. One of the things that I'm going to be celebrating very soon here is the fact that it'll be 18 years since I've been doing hospital ministry. It was birthed from a different place, not a place of praise, but a place of pain. There was a void. And with that void came an agitation that led to doing something different so that others would also be served. So we are going to celebrate 18 years of every single Sunday, not missing one, being able to encourage others to praise God, to see God, to know God, to hear God, to love God, to do what God has you to do so that you'll be blessed by God. Hmm. 18 years. That's a long time, but there are so many more who have celebrated many more years because they came before me and they're still serving. I celebrate them too. But notice a couple different things that I want to identify from this passage or the little portion that I did read and go back and read the rest of it. We celebrate God for what he has done. We celebrate him for the favor that he has given Nehemiah, number one, from the very beginning, to be able to say to the king, this is what I need, and I'm having some issues here, and my people are having some issues. He got favor from getting the supplies and being able to build and to reestablish the gates and the, the, the towers and the walls that were now rebuilt. We're given the victories. We're praising God for those victories that the enemies did not defeat us, that they could not dissuade us, that they could not bring us down and distract us. But we're giving him thanks that we were given leaders to even come in. Nehemiah coming in was a blessing. Reading the word of God before the people of God for them to commit again is a blessing. All of that is a reason to praise. He set them up. He defeated. He gave direction. But there are two sides. Notice it said in the 27th through the 31st verses of the 12th chapter, he said, I set them up to praise and go up two different ways. Hmm. That made me think about it. We typically praise God for all the blessings and only the blessings. And sometimes we forget that it was our mistakes or our calamities or our trials or our tribulations that got us there. Hmm. I told you that my daughter passed away in 2005. And so we're getting ready to celebrate 18 years of service to the hospital ministry. But had she not been sick and in the hospital, would the hospital ministry be even in existence? Had And we started it before she passed away or just a few months before she did. I'm grateful for all that God has done. You know, we like in the celebrations, we 
typically have cake, right? And we love the cake, but the flour by itself is not tasty. The raw egg by itself is not tasty. The sugar may be sweet, but it's not good for us in and of itself, by itself. But when everything is mixed together, it comes out beautiful and tasty. And the aroma makes you want more. You see, your tribulation, your trial that you have gone through is an ability for someone else to see that God can do it because he did it for you and he'll do it for them. We overcome by not only the blood of the lamb, but by the words of our testimony. So let's not forget to praise God for what he did not do for us as well. We praise for many reasons. That first one is on praising God for all the blessed benefits that he has given, but I'm also praising him for the blessings of the sacrifices and the tribulations and the crosses that I had to bear. It seems counterintuitive to do that. But what we're saying is, God, I trust you with my very life, with all of my life, the ups and the downs. I trust you with the collateral beauty as well as the collateral damage. I trust you, God. I'm thankful and I'm grateful for you that not only did you give me supplies but you, and you gave me some supporters, but you gave me some enemies too because those enemies taught me to fight in the war with my hands. Those enemies and those victories that I overcame taught me that you would never leave me nor forsake me. You taught me, oh God, that you were always going to be with me, that you see before, even when I get there, so I can then say with a surety that I am more than a conqueror. I can say no weapon formed against me will prosper. But if I never got into a fight, I wouldn't know that. If I never gotten sick, I wouldn't know that you could heal. If I never needed provision, I wouldn't know that you were a provider. If I didn't need to be healed, I wouldn't know that you were a healer. If I didn't understand the importance of my spiritual growth and development, Lord, I wouldn't do it. I praise him on both sides. They went up both sides of the mountain. But then in addition to that, when I jumped to the 43rd, he says, and there was purification that happens. We are set apart for service. It's not just that I'm going to praise God. I'm just showing up to the party. You know, we always have those people that show up to the party and they bring absolutely nothing. They just bring themselves. They just want to have a good time. They didn't even ask if you needed anything. They didn't stay around to clean up. They didn't come early to set up. They just wanted to be at the party. No, we want to serve. And we're thankful and we're grateful for those that are serving. And that's what it says here. There was a reason that leaders were set up. These leaders were doing something. Some went before, some made sure that things happen the way that they should. There's a reason to celebrate and we celebrate all of this. We praise God for what he's already done and even what he didn't give us, but we also praise him for the people that he has set in our life that will then take us to that next level. They will allow us to thrive and not just survive. We are set apart for service. There is some service that you should do. Notice if you go back to Nehemiah chapter 11, some were set to be inside 
the city gate. That might be you. There might be a place that God has specifically ordained for you to do. It might be difficult for a moment, for a season, but he knows that you've got more strength on the inside than you even know yourself. Something to consider. You're set apart for service, but that was the purification. Okay, set me. I'm committed. I am consecrating myself in order to do this. But then we've got participation, right? So we set the stage for the party. We know we're going to praise the at the party, the celebration for it, but we have to have the participation. Nobody wants to go to a party that is dull. No one wants to go where there's no music, where there's no singing, where there's no joyfulness. It's just blah. Who wants to go there? Because we turn around and leave very quickly. But there was some participation. In other words, there's a performance of service. We've got the leaders that need to be there, but we also have the supporters. Because what he identifies to us is that there's certain people who went out and they led. They were serving. They were performing. They were doing. And we want to praise and celebrate them. All oh, the pastors work hard. All oh, the leaders teach our youth and they work hard. Those that are in the nursery, they're taking care of our children. They work hard. Those that are business owners are providing supplies and services. They work hard. Those that are coaching, make sure that they not only have the information, but they're responsible for your transformation, giving you the right questions at the right time so that you think and that you move forward. Oh, we are so grateful for them. The people in our lives that we have masterminds with when we think one way and we are limited in our thinking, all of a sudden they open up a whole new door of opportunity for us because we had no idea. We celebrate. We celebrate the uniqueness of each and every person because we are fearfully and wonderfully made according to God's design. We recognize that God has his hand in our entire lives. He watches over our children when we can't see them and he moves mountains out of our way that we don't even know exist. He flattens some and he raises some up, but God is in the midst of it all. And the sovereign Lord that we serve is absolutely amazing. But he also has some people that he needs to serve those that sanctify themselves, those that purify themselves, those that set themselves up to be in service in his house. We said, we committed in chapter number 10 that we were going to take care of them, right? And so the supporters in this chapter number 12 at the end, they said, we made sure even in our celebration, we celebrated those that also serve. We set aside portions for them. So what's the point for today? The big point is this. Don't just praise with your lips. Praise with your hips and your fingertips. In other words, don't just say, God, I'm thankful. God, I'm grateful that you made me the way that I am. God, you did what you did in my life. The things that you cut out, I'm grateful for. The things that you placed in, God, I'm blessing you for. The blessings as well as the burdens, I'm so grateful for. For you, God alone, know exactly what you have for me to do, and you have a service for me to do as well. 
So not just with my lips, but I praise you, God, with my hips, with my service, with the things that I get an opportunity to do for the people that you've called me to. Use my life, Lord. Use me up. Do what you need to do through me so that I can help somebody else. I serve, but I also do it and praise with my fingertips. For where your treasure is, your heart's going to be also high. So, so not only do I sing your praises, I serve in the kingdom and I sow also there. Because see, when I give and I bless others, they then are going to praise God, but they are going to then bless somebody else. You know, and it goes so on and so on and so on. Everyone is going to be blessed by it. God has been so good to each and every one of us. He's brought you through a mighty long way. He's allowed some things to happen in your life. Doors of opportunity were opened up. And yes, it came with some opposition, but he also brought you through that opposition and he made you stronger because of it. He made you wiser because of it. And your journey has been prosperous, but your journey isn't just your journey for you. Your journey is to assist someone else who is coming behind you that you can then help along the way. But there were others who were placed in front of you that we need to also bless and we need to also pour into and we also need to sow into. Oh, the Bible reminds us that God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he shall also reap. He tells us to pay attention, to make sure we communicate with those who are teaching us. We want to do that too. So there is so much richness in this and this alone. God has done something for you. Yes. But he also wants to do something through you. Be faithful to that, and then he will reward you. Let's bow. Most gracious God, we thank you. We thank you for all the things that you have done, bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt. God, you've also brought us out of some things bringing us into a wilderness area so that you feed us and you feed us alone. Manna from heaven. God, you have done that for us too. There have been times in our lives when we felt that we were truly in a wilderness, but you always provided. Our shoes did not run out. Our clothes did not wear out. God, thank you that even when we felt things were lost, God, you showed us the richness within the loss, that what left us was not better than what was left. And you said our, our ladder is going to be greater. God, thank you for that. Thank you for the encouragement you consistently give to us, telling us that we are more than conquerors, reminding us that no weapon formed against us is going to prosper, telling us we have the confidence in knowing that if we were but ask, you would give us wisdom liberally, telling us that we know that you hear us. And if you hear us, we have the petitions in which we've asked. Thank you that we can always come before your throne of grace and find mercy. Thank you, God, that we can find grace in the time of need. Thank you, oh God, that you told us to be anxious for absolutely nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, we make our request known and we receive your peace. Thank you that you remind us that whatever we do, we should do it with all of our hearts as unto you and not to man, knowing 
that you are going to reward us, that you are truly our exceeding great reward, that if we sown in tears, we're going to reap in joy. Thank you for turning it around in our midnight hour. Thank you, oh God, for having us walk the walk and do and talk the talk that you have specifically prescribed for us to do. And as we do it, others are being blessed along the way. Oh God, we're going to praise on purpose today. We're going to party with a purpose as well. Thank you for what you did give. And we also bless you for what you didn't. God, use our lives for your kingdom. For the impact that we will make, we thank you. For the influences that we will have, we bless you. And for the income, the profitability that we will also gain. It's nobody but you. It's in Jesus' name that we do praise you. <laughs> Magnify your name. Lift you on high. Glorify you in everything. We give you thanks. Amen. Well, God bless each and every one of you. I pray that that word encouraged you to take some time to go think about the goodness of God. Go praise him for the blessings as well as the burdens. Praise him for what he is going to use you to do and then bestow that upon someone else. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, helping you put feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously. I pray this was an encouraging word to you and I'm asking, that if it was, that you go ahead and like this, but also share it with someone else who needs to hear it. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. You can find us online at shantahaynes.com. That's C-H-O-N-T-A-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com. We are a division of Heart to Heart Truth Ministries and Heart to Heart Truth Foundation. Donations are welcome at shantahaynes.com backslash foundation. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.